Welcome to our podcast, Wild Women Within. My name is Brenda Rock and my co-hosts are Helena Barker. Hi. And Margaret Walsh. Hello. This is a podcast for thinking and inquisitive women and those who identify as women. In our episodes, we set out to explore how it is to be in the body and mind at the many different stages of this life. We share our own life experiences, as well as our collective knowledge of working in the different areas of women's health and well-being. We would love for you to come away thinking and questioning a little bit more, maybe having some awareness and opening up to the idea that we are all different in our own ways, and through kindness to ourselves and each other, we can lift each other up. This is the beginning of you. In this episode, we start at the very beginning. So why, why did we start the podcast? Well, <laughs> we were bullied into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. No, no, not at all. No, because, you know, I think we said earlier that we all were getting together in lockdown safely. And um, we just had, we just learned so much from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're all very curious. We all come from very different backgrounds. We all practice very differently in our own, in our work. Yeah. So it, it just felt like, oh God, well, that would be great if we let everyone know that information, yeah. you know, and... And sometimes we kind of, t- yeah. we used to take it for granted. Like we all come from different backgrounds, like you said, but mm-hmm. we are really interested and passionate about women's health and we've educated and upskilled ourselves, I suppose. And when you have an interest in something, obviously, you retain the information. So we kind of took it for granted that all women know this information about women's health and well-being. And it wasn't really until we came together and we had a chat and then working with women of different populations from teenage girls to pregnancy, postpartum, menopause and everything. Did I say something wrong? No, no, no. no I thought you were like, shh, shh. Shh. Um, that, that actually like we know it, but perhaps a lot of the general population of women don't have that information readily available to them or they don't know it and they're a bit lost in their own little fog and think that maybe um, you know it's just only them that have these thoughts or yeah and we, and we or, take it for granted as well the yeah, amount we, of stuff that we have learned over the yeah. years too so I mean I've written down here because we have something to say yeah yeah no, but it, it did start out in lockdown, though, that you were both doing your Instagram lives. God, <laughs> help me, I'm never doing one of them again. But, <laughs> but he, we got so much response, though. Yeah. Yeah. We? You know, it was, you know, you've definitely got Yeah, and maybe the lockdown really made us all more aware of how women actually, even though they were isolated... But they feel isolated, maybe all of the time, whether there's a pandemic or not, mm-hmm. or a little mm-hmm. bit on their on their own. So it was only true really talking to people mm-hmm. that we didn't know and connecting with people that we might have never met and never will meet that highlighted it for us. And so the podcast was then, well, maybe we should do a podcast because mm-hmm. somebody might listen to it. And yeah. we know at least five people that's listened so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six, okay. six. Ross, yeah. Ross listened to it twice. The week last guy, <laughs> guy listened to it and sent me um, a voice note while I was in the car with the kids. I'm like, what's he saying? And he's like, well, just listen to the podcast. And what I got from it was the word vaginal canal, James. <laughs> <laughs> Got to, can get something from it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah go on, there you go. No, I just think because a lot of, you know, especially what I treat, I treat a lot of fertility and pregnancy and, and menopause and women's health. Um, gynecology. Gynecology. Women don't really talk about that with their friends as well. I find that with my girlfriends that people don't really talk to each other either. So this was a good space for us to come and actually speak some Freely. really interesting mm. truths about things mm-hmm. and at different uh, like we're different. all in different parts of our life yeah. as well when when we were doing it too and we we always gathered around we'd always oh, have these <laughs> three little ladies <laughs> actually the first day i meant to say to you where's the tarot cards the first day we oh, sat geez. down brenda whips out all these cards let's see this and me and hell are like where's the wine i was told supporting women like we do it as friends and obviously we do it with our patients as well and we do treat men as well but like um and i i found this especially over the past few weeks i've just recently had a baby and obviously i'm a bit all over the shop at the moment because of that (laughs) but i found these two have been amazing absolutely amazing and especially coming to do this today was like they'd only told me three weeks ago we were doing it i was like what you realize i've just had a baby but the support from these two women have been amazing so just to see how we can then go and support other women with our knowledge and caring and all that kind of stuff yeah. yeah, stop, I'm going to get emotional. No, I know, don't. <laughs> I've already cried once today. So the theme of today's podcast is mm. about women supporting women and what great, amazing things can happen when women lift each other up, which mm. you can just see from today. Like literally just holding this space for women and we were shocked that the tickets sold out yeah. <laughs> and so quickly. Like four um, or six hours or something yeah, it was. Which was insane, but it just goes to show that... Um, like women need a space maybe um for this and then also what a great day it's been yeah um yeah. and all the different like andrea was amazing um and sinead and like even they were nervous and ashley and ashley. A- sorry and ashling and yeah. sorry and yeah just great things that can happen and then what what you were saying because like before we usually press record like we'll kind of talk about and we also said there's a podcast on every woman as well yeah. didn't we yeah, yeah. so yeah if you don't look at my setup though because it is a little bit um it was granite granite productions that we that helped us in in Newry. um but and sometimes before we hit record we'd like kind of talk a little bit about what we're because you know about what we're going to say rather than just rock up and start mm-hmm. talking yeah. so you did mention and we might do this like from time to time as remind each other what we might have said but you mentioned the emotional supporting of ourselves and then in turn mm-hmm. for for today yeah for today people who bought the tickets supporting yourselves yourself yeah. yeah and then we're hopefully supporting women from afar, you know, by raising the funds for the refuge centres. Yeah. Because we had decided on the podcast and then we did nothing for, with it for ages. And then we said, well, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to do it or not? And for weeks, well, actually, the first time I listened to it, remember, I sent you a note and said, that's the end of that. That's a lot of shit. <laughs> 
Margaret doesn't mince her words. Doesn't mince her words. Not joking. She's like, it was dead in the water. That was gone. And then Brenda's like, have you got a free physio appointment? I'm like, yeah, I do. It's six o'clock. Oh, I might pop over. And then no physio was had. She just sits and talks. And I'm like, it's stupid. It was crap. And never listen again. And nothing's ever happening with that podcast. And then time went on. And then we decided. And then we decided, do you know what? We need to support each other. Yeah. And be happy with ourselves. So we are supporting ourselves by launching today. You're supporting yourself by giving yourself the time. And also we're trying to lift some other women up from afar. So the ripple effect. Exactly. The ripple effect. It's so important. And women. And like that... You know what you meant. You're not using your notes, though, are you? Am I the only one? Like, no, you've no, got your notes. No. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about, like, we always like to throw in like a little bit of a like a myth or a buster myth or a little bit of information because sometimes it's very easy to forget, um, say the women that have gone before us as well and what they've had to experience. Am I okay segueing into this? Yeah. Do whatever you want. So kind of, I, I was looking during the week about um, the marriage bar. Had anyone ever heard of the marriage bar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like, for those who don't know. I've it, never heard of it. Yeah, I know, but you see, it was only in Ireland. It wasn't in the UK, but it was in Australia as well. In Australia until 1966, and in Ireland until 1973, I think it was. That if you got mar- if you were a working woman, you got married, then you had to like stop your job. You had to stop your job, and that was it. And that was it. And I have um have something on my phone actually, because it was the civil service as well, and um teachers too. This is me. I have to write everything down. So. The ban on the employment of married women in the civil service and wider public and semi-state sectors was not lifted until 1973 on the foot of a recommendation from the Commission on the Status of Women and a Shift in Public Opinion on Working Wives. In 1932, the Irish government facing an economic downturn introduced a marriage ban which required that female primary school teachers were required to resign on marriage. And then that shit, they had the same, but they changed it in Australia in 1966. And then this bit, I read this bit and I was like, oh, hold it, hold it. Marriage bars were designed not only to reserve employment opportunities for men, but to ensure that unmarried women without families to support were kept in the lowest paying, least prestigious positions. Single women most commonly held clerical and teaching jobs, both of which had come to be seen as women's work by the 1930s. So... That's yeah like, like you know when you think of that mm-hmm. and what women have had to experience before us and like because we'll always try and put something in for that as well because i mean you there's 12 years between us so i would have heard of that before mm-hmm. but you never heard of it until i said it so i think it's important that we still not to go on a dead yeah, down or like but to, to remember but the thing is we all know if we're totally honest with ourselves sometimes it's really difficult to support women like there is that side of you and the reason that it's there is because there's maybe this envious side of you or it's called the scarcity and it's because there is less opportunities for women so what we're kind of ingrained in us is rather than pitting yourself against just everyone maybe for a position in a job or whatever it is you know that there's less space for the female so you pitch yourself against the other woman because mm-hmm. there might only be one position 
for a female so you know there's no point in, you know so then that's kind of ingrained in you from perhaps this yeah that you know you want to rather than lift other women up you sometimes pull that woman down to lift yourself up and that's just an each and like we i would we all do it a lot of the time do you know like it, it when clothes that you choose yeah. and when you walk into it you know sometimes it is in us all, if we're honest, that you'd be kind of like, look at that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's, yeah, where does she think she is with a designer bag? But then to bring the statistics <laughs> into that. Yeah, so it's because, statistically, um, what was it, in 2020, there's in the, what's it called, the Fortune 500? Yeah, yeah. So the Fortune biggest, 500, the yeah. biggest firms, the CEOs, there's only 37 of them that are female. So of course, is 7.4%. I'm really good at maths, but I, wrote, I can read it. <laughs> and there's actually zero, zero of those women are women of colour. Yes. Yeah. Terrific. You know, so it, that's the scarcity thing. And it, it just, mm. it, it feeds into every single aspect of, the, of society mm. as it is. And we are really lucky where we live. Like it's worse in a lot of other underprivileged countries. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but it's just about that's the theme: women lifting each yeah. other up, mm-hmm. supporting each other, and 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 it you know it can be hard because it's ingrained in us not to do that. Yeah, and we will like even in podcasts like we will look at things like that, but then we will try and keep it light, put, put positive well, spin on it, positive mm-hmm. spin on it as well. And I think today is the biggest positive, positive spin yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And even with the postpartum we were talking about earlier, um, how, like years ago, before I was born, because I'm so young. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Women women did mostly stay at home. home. So there was more village. um, Like, I work from um, a Chinese medicine perspective, and even in China now, once you've had a baby, you stay at home and you look after that baby and everyone comes to you. You, you know, you, you stay in bed and people come and wash your hair and make you soup and you know, that's the postpartum period. Whereas now, society has you out and about. Mm-hmm. You're in the shopping centre. Doing the podcast. Doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we're just, you know, we don't get as much of that support. Like, and I found it, like my family aren't here, they're in the UK. So my support has been my friends. And that's been so, that's been like, you cooked me loads of meals. That was the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's real tuna pasta bacon. Lee knows that as well. It but why does society <laughs> expect us to go and do all the other things? Mm. You know, we should be listening to what has been gone before, really, in yeah. that respect. And learn from that. Mm. Yeah. just quieten down well society and a bit of our own selves as well yeah, because exactly. you know you, you, we've come so far from that from the women having that we just talked about zero opportunities that now we've pushed ourselves and then you're kind of going <coughs> well, where's the balance now yeah. the well, women can have it all thing. the women can have it all yeah that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Actually, we do have. That's in the third one. Yeah. <laughs> Little plug in there. Um, There's a lot to say on that There one. is. Do we want to share... I touched your foot again, sorry. Do we want to share our... our so we, we'll often... We'll select a book at the end mm-hmm. of every episode. We take a turn and select a book. But we've each brought in a book mm-hmm. um, today. Will we do that? Yeah. Will we do that now? Yeah. Will yeah. I go first? You go first. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sticking with the woo-woo side, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> and don't your information. I picked this one. I don't know if anyone has come across Mankon Mangan. I, he's one of my favourites. 
listen to the land speak. Don't mind the... I couldn't find a book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's such he's a, such a lover of the Irish language but this is quite a special one because he's talking about the Irish goddesses and he you know a lot of us growing up would have heard anything that we would have heard would have been about you know Finn McCool or you know the Boyne the whole lot like and not so much about the female goddesses but the ones that we might have heard about were the ones that had a little bit of fire, like Maeve and the whole lot. And what happened to them was they were usually struck down. All, oh, see, I'm starting now. Almost <laughs> as a message that, you know, don't get too heady yourself. Yeah, because, for your boots. Yeah, because we'll bring you down. So he talks in this about, he talks about Bowen, um, Anya, who was the goddess of the Shannon. And, um, oh yeah, Anya. And, um, but does it in a way that, um, they're 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 normal. Like they're like everyone. Yeah. yeah, they're just doing their thing. Um, there's no such word as normal as well. I don't like that word. Uh, but they're just doing their thing and they're thriving. They're thriving and they're they're living their life. Mm. So yeah, let, let I really love that. That's my selection. Good. Yeah. Um, and you did want to talk a little bit, Helena, maybe about. You know where they they top they stop women not being too big for their boots about like this week you know you were saying about oh yeah oh yeah no, I was I've been really upset by the whole Vicky Phelan thing I just felt like it was a whole personal loss really not that I knew her at all but just you know the way that she has changed hopefully for the better women's health in Ireland and and I have to check my notes now because I can't see. Um, just that her legacy really was that we really should question everything. And mm-hmm. I think we all really must take that from what happened to her really. You know, and I know she has, you know, the impact on Irish society that she's had for women's health is, is huge. And we really must not just sit back and we really yeah. must question the healthcare. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that will change our women's healthcare. And maybe, like, I don't know if everybody knows this as, as a fact, so I think it's a fact. Um, so, like, it, for health and well-being, whether it's medicine that you're prescribed by your doctor, or people tell, you know, the powers above that walking is good for your mental health, or whatever it is to keep you healthy and well, mm-hmm. is normally gone through a clinical trial of some degree, so research, yeah. um, research is done and then the outcome is given and this is what goes out to the world to tell you as a human being how to stay healthy and well and what to do and actually at the moment I think the last check it could be like maybe a little bit more or less it's only six percent of clinical trials is done on females and the rest is done on males because the male is seen as the species of just the general higher species though and the thing is we have two different sex hormones which everybody is aware of um, I'm sure and your sex hormones basically change and alter every single bodily function within you so we're completely different so it's like a motorbike and a tractor yet the tablets that you take the supplements that you take the exercise that you do and all of the other things that you've been told is good for you 
has perhaps only been ever tested on men. So unless lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of women go absolutely batshit crazy or die, they don't really question, for example, medicines that are prescribed. So, for example, there was a big um, thing where lots of women in America went around killing people. Um, yeah, like genuinely where they're having psychotic episodes and they were taking medication that was for, for heart um, issues that had been prescribed, but it didn't affect men the same way as it affected women. Um, yeah, and like then even, and it's not, like you can't really blame anybody. Like there's not these people in an office going, yeah, let's do this. It's just the way it's evolved because that's the way they were taught. So for example, if I ask everybody here, how would you recognize if somebody on the street was having a heart attack? more than likely you would have thought you would have been taught even gps paramedics perhaps not but you would have heard that it's chest pain and pain down your arm so if you see somebody having these symptoms on the street you would think they were having a heart attack but in fact that's a man that's a man's presenting symptoms so a women's woman's presenting symptoms of a heart attack is jaw pain and nausea so more women die of heart attacks mm. than men, not because it's more prevalent in the female body, because it's misdiagnosed. Um, you know, Does so anyone know that? Yeah. No. Yeah. So we're not trying to rile you up against men, but it's just about support each other, support yourself, be curious and ask questions. Yeah, and question everything. Yeah. and question especially everything. like the Vicky, Vicky feeling yeah. like what is a huge advocate for that. She has such vulnerability, but such power with her vulnerability. Yeah. And that's what we need to take from it. Yeah, from her. so that was yeah. one of the, the reasons we yeah. wanted to mention yeah. her. Yeah. yeah, and then my book, well, it's not really a book. We so love this. <laughs> my darling friend Laura posted this to me about four weeks before I had my baby, and it's basically her hints and tips, basically. She said, um, things I wish I'd known or things I'd learned from hindsight after 16 years of frontline parenting. <laughs> so she, she said to like, look at it when it's three in the morning and you're breastfeeding and it's dark and it's cold. So, <laughs> and it's so lovely. She's just, I'll just read some of them. Some days are good, God awful. You'll wonder if you'll ever be happy again. <laughs> And then she put, don't forget to celebrate your achievements, getting dressed, making a drink, leaving the house, and that holy grail, having a shower. <laughs> You'd be amazed at how many people actually forget the baby, forget the baby, all normal. Oh, I don't know what she means by that. Anyway, but it's, and always expect the unexpected. So it's her little nuggets. But I just thought it was so nice that she actually went to that effort. And it is, it's women. It's women support women again. You know, really lovely. Yeah. yeah, that's it. My husband was reading it though, and he goes, What is this? <laughs> um, my my book. Sorry, I have two because I can't decide. Did you have two? As well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I just say your other one. Say your other one. No, so my other one is I'm always banging on about this the, the postpartum phase, um, the first 40 days, the essential art of nourishing the new mother. So it's about. Um, Basically, what I said about the in Chinese society about them looking, the friends and family going and minding the mother and the baby um, and letting them stay at home and about replenishing and nourishing its recipes and things to do. And it's, it's a really, really lovely book for the postpartum phase, which apparently can be 40 days or 30 days. It depends on society, but it's a, it's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think people forget about the woman after they've had the, after they've had birth. It's 
you know, they're just left to their own devices. So, yeah. you know, we need the female support, women's support. And, and that's what I was going to say, like, years ago, before my time, when um, <laughs> when, yeah, there was the more village. women in a village oh, or yeah. a community, yeah. so yeah. they yeah. take the baby, share the loads, whereas now yeah. they're all too, you know, they're working so busy. Like, especially during lockdown, yeah. when I was pregnant and started doing the pregnancy stuff on, on Instagram and all that crack, and then the postpartum, the messages I was getting was unbelievable from people I never met and I was glad that I was normal that they were well normal that they were reaching out to me for advice but really sad that they had nobody to ask yeah. and they were asking a complete stranger that yeah. was just online and I'd always start the message where I'm so glad that you've reached out but I'm really sad and I mean things I'd be saying would like I, I like uh, unbelievable what women were asking me and things they were telling me and it was mm gut-wrenching because a lot of women during lockdown maybe got married they lived in Meath they married somebody from Cork they moved then there they became they got pregnant and they, they couldn't they had nobody like mm. nobody the husband went back to work or the partner and they were so alone in the postpartum so phase and, and no everyone's stores were closed but really even though that's over it still is a little bit like that yeah. you know because yeah, everyone's totally. so busy and women are are busy off working and 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 you're home unless you get into a, you know a parent and toddler group or something mm. like that but they're even few and far between mm. so yeah. that's my other rant mm. no that's fine i think i rant a lot on <laughs> <laughs> podcast uh, um so anyway let's finish the two weeks that i have um one is if you're interested in the data gap and it's really not anti-men but it's really eye-opening like every I haven't finished it and every time I was only talking to you today I was like did you know like Jesus Christ what, what like in in Kenya or something there's in one of the cities there's 2.8 billion million people live there and only three and a half thousand toilets you know yeah and, and women have to get up before dawn to go out into the fields to go to the bathroom because there's none and, and men like then one and two is sexually assaulted um, and it's all to do with the data gap and just how cities are built for men and how you drive your car. And Actually, I never thought of that. Cities are built for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every, like, and it's just, it's just, That's and again, this isn't man bashing. No. No, genuinely, no, it's no, not. No. Um, it's just to open your eyes to the world. And unless you open your eyes and you become curious, well, nothing ever changes. So this is a really there's good, it's called invisible women. Anywhere, so <laughs> with the toilets, you know the way there's always a queue for toilets ruined, right? Mm -hmm. So, and we know there's multiple reasons. So in the world, it tells you it's equal because basically the same space is for girls as, or for females as male. They use the same floor space, but actually no, because more men can fit into a male toilet because there's urinals than mm. women. So no, it's not the same and it's not equal. And second of all, more women use the bathroom because of the different populations of women. So if you're pregnant, um, the older generation, um, as in like pelvic floor health and things like that, degenerates. Also, women are more likely to bring a, care for somebody and care for maybe um, older people, disabled people, children, so they will need to use the toilet more. So there's more volume of people, there's less toilets in there, but the world will tell you, but it's, it's the same equal floor space. So they're equal, but they're not equal. That's why there's always a queue for, for the women. So just little things like that, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like, that, like last night I was trying to read up and stuff and my husband's like, yeah. Well, actually, no, I'm lying. He's like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, 
did you know this? And he's like, what? And we had gone into the Lear. I was telling you this as well. And I got out to go into the shop. And I went round the back of the car to get my little son out because he wanted to come into the shop. And two guys were outside the pub. And they were like, how are you? And I was like, assholes. In my head, and I took my son out. But then, as I was reading this, I was like, "Do you know, Mark, that when I got out of there, and he's like, what?" And I was like, "Yeah, they wouldn't have said that if he got out of the car with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, not a chance." Mm-hmm. And there's just things you don't even think about until I was reading on the stats and the figures about how women feel more unsafe mm-hmm. going places and things like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, God love him a bit of the time because it's a very much. So last week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, he thinks I'm a psycho. But um, <laughs> he's staying with his mother today. She'll be, she'll be reiterating on the psycho. <laughs> um, and the, the last week, for after you read this and you get a bit revved up, is a really, I really like nice week. Yeah. <laughs> she won't listen to the podcast I'm not sure if anybody has this book, but if you don't, you should buy it. It's by John O'Donoghue, who's an Irish John O'Donoghue is an Irish poet and scholar, and I just really like it because everything he says is beautiful. But Anum Cara means um, your soul friend, and really, we all have to just be a friend of our own soul, so and each other, and that's it. We do, yeah. Don't make us cry. What's lovely? What's lovely? What's lovely? What's lovely? What's lovely? What's lovely? What's give a genuine compliment to a, a, some yeah. woman you know or buy from a woman's business or yeah. what was the other one who were we saying Can't just genuinely so be yeah. happy <laughs> for for a woman's yeah. yeah because a lot of the times we spoke or well you spoke about your inner critic you know and that self-doubt so sometimes when you see a woman going forward rather than just seeing the obvious of that's great i'm so happy for a highlight something that you're not happy about yourself so then you might push her down or not. You kind of be like, oh, that's great. Delighted for you. <laughs> you know, so be genuinely happy for when you see women moving yeah. forward. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. And then we'll have a ripple effect because yeah. if you do that to one woman and that's what's happened with us mm, yeah. and it then really it, it ripples through, mm. then she will then feel it and she'll go do it to somebody else and, and that's how you can kind of keep continuing to... Yeah. Lift each other. Sorry, I, I always talk too much. Yeah. 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 I'm going, shut up. You're so loud. Yeah. You love yourself. You know what all. No, I'm going to shut up. No. no, thanks everyone. Okay, so thank you so much, yes. everyone, for listening to this episode. And we hope that it's given you some food for thought, smoothies for thought. <laughs> Um, and to ensure that you never miss an episode please feel free to like and subscribe to stay up to date and please 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 if you did like what we say and I know we sometimes go off topic and the whole lot but we do come around to it in the end I think and please share and tell your friends the more we talk the more we grow yeah yeah thanks everyone bye bye